I'm your host, Arrow Kopak, and you're listening to the podcast MP3, Mastering Personality, Perspective, and Productivity. There's a lot of discussion on the topic of the fear of failure, but so often the topic of the fear of success is missed. And I think it's easy to negate the power of this fear. Fear of failure is the fear of messing up and someone perhaps seeing that, or even you just acknowledging that imperfection in yourself. Fear of success is not so different. And that fear of success still leads to the fear of not meeting expectations, the fear of acknowledging your imperfection. Fear of failure is not living up to what you think you should be or what you think you should do. Fear of success is the same thing, but just with more eyes on you. Perhaps fear of success and fear of failure have the same core crux, but just go in opposite directions. When we fear success, we fear being seen. We fear having responsibility. We fear not living up to expectations. And that is not so different from fear of failure. Yet there's another component with fear of success, which is discovering that you might be wrong, discovering that you might actually accomplish what you want to believe that you can. You might actually discover just how powerful you are, just how much potential you have, and just how great you can be. There's a quote by Dennis Wheatley talking about the fear of success. He says, procrastination is the fear of success. People procrastinate because they are afraid of the success that they know will result if they move ahead now. Because success is heavy, carries a responsibility with it, it is much easier to procrastinate and live on the someday aisle philosophy. This quote by Dennis Waitley helps to point out the weight of success. And we oftentimes fear that weight. So I'd like to share some stories here with Roger and I on the fears of success that we've had to hopefully demonstrate and bring illumination to potential fears of success that may be resonating with you. Roger, what does fear of success mean to you? Well, you hit it on the head. <laughs> it means I got to be responsible. I got to be accountable. Oh my goodness. The part of the quote that resonates the most with me, success is heavy. Mm-hmm. And that's a framework that Dennis Waitley chooses. And for me, it's challenging that success is heavy. So I want to reframe how that looks. But for the longest time, it meant that, yeah, I'd be responsible. And oh my gosh, eyes are going to be on me. You said it best. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, more eyes are on you. and you can choose to lean into it or not. What does it mean to you? Fear of success means a few different things to me. And I think the best way to help to illustrate that is to be honest with the fears of success that not only I have had, but that I honestly still have. I don't think you ever really fully 100% let go of the fear of failure or the fear of success. But I think one has more of a pull over you than the other. But the fear of success does come into play for me. And I even remember calling my friend one day and saying, I'm struggling with the fear of success. <laughs> Just calling it out. <laughs> well, what a problem to have. And it is a real problem, right? Can you imagine? It is. Yeah. It is. So one of the fears that I have associated with success is the fear of leadership. And I think that when we think about success, we're really thinking about leadership. We're thinking about how we are leading others, others looking to us, depending upon us, putting us in that leadership role or that authority role for them. And that's heavy. That's a lot of weight. It's potentially a lot of pressure. So 
the weight that I sometimes fear being able to carry, I guess you might say, is having someone that is looking to me as an employer for their role responsibility because I was in this position in the past of being that leader for someone. And I look back to see what I did wrong. I can see those experiences. I can see what I did wrong. And that was largely in delegation. Okay. That was my first time really having someone to purely delegate to beyond just a team and having our team projects. It's one thing when you have a team project and you're delegating tasks for the project. It's another thing when you have a person whom you're supposed to delegate as much as you can to. And that is a challenge for me. I've recently even taken an assessment to figure out what and why. (laughs) And I discovered from that that it's a, a subconscious tendency to struggle to delegate, to struggle to ask for help. Really? Yes. And so I know that I will still have that tendency. And my fear is that even though I've learned and I can look back and I took away some learning lessons, I still fear not being the leader that I want to be in that situation. Because I look back and I wish I would have done things differently. Right. I wish I would have been a different leader in that scenario. Doesn't mean I did everything wrong, but I also can see what I didn't do right. And I fear not being the leader that I want to be. And I think that that's so much of the fear of success is fearing not being the leader that you want to be. Fearing not being the person that you want to be. Mm -hmm. That's how that has shown up for me in the fear of leadership. So what would you do differently the next time? The next time you have a person that you're going to assign and delegate to, what's going to show up for you? Because I have such a high value of transparency, I'd be very upfront that I do struggle with it and that at some level, I probably always will. So I would invite the person to challenge me to call that out if they see that tendency and also set it up. I always talk about setting up your environment for success, right? Setting it up early on. We're going to have these conversations early on of what I'm going to delegate to you, what you're going to take on so that it's not a constant, should I, should I not? Because I'll always probably tend to take it on myself instead of asking for help or delegating that out. So setting up the environment and the systems to ensure that that happens early on But I think transparency is key. We all have our challenges, our different challenges with leadership. Mm -hmm. None of us are perfect. We're human. So I think being transparent with those whom you lead on what your challenges are so that they can help. They can challenge you and help you with the things that you struggle with and inviting them into that awareness that you have. Well, that sounds very reasonable. If you were hiring me, I would sign up for that. Your demands aren't so great that someone would not be willing to work with you. They would be willing to work with you. You have the self-awareness. And now the self-management and outlook to correct the situation. So what was going on in my head as you were describing that is you're taking a next step to be that next step better. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I also always remind people that the mind is not logical. So although I can see the logical, (laughs) yes, I will do this and I will do that differently and it will be better. That doesn't take away from the subconscious fear of success with that, the subconscious fear of not living up to the expectations that I have for myself as a leader in that situation. I think that that's why fear of success can be so powerful is because it's a fear. And one of the most important things, of course, to do with a fear is to face it and say, then what? But that fear is still there, even if logically I can reason my way out of it. So I think that's a piece to embrace and to identify how strong is this fear for you? How much do you need to dig into it, address it, dissect it logically, but then also emotionally about how that came to be and 
with fear of success, there's the fear of leadership. And then there's also many other associated fears that we can dig into. I'm not sure how many we're going to get through today. But another one is fear of dependence with that leadership or fear of attachment. Fear of dependence or attachment. That sounds kind of new to me. Let's unpack that. What does that look like? I honestly don't know how many people who will listen to this podcast might resonate with this, but this is true for me. That when you put yourself in a position of authority or you put yourself in a position for people to look to you, look up to you, look to you for advice or in my case, coaching or for content, whatever it is that you provide, look to you for leadership, whatever it is that you provide, there can be a fear of people expecting that from you and you fearing not being able to deliver. So when I say that attachment of the dependence, I mean that less from the people that are depending on you or attaching to you and more of the perception of that dependence, the perception of that attachment and the perception of it being about you, right? Right. The perception of the need to constantly deliver or to show up in a certain way. And that's the weight. That's the weight of responsibility of if someone's looking to me for this, I have to deliver. And there's a beauty to that because if you don't have that, then you likely won't deliver and you likely will not live up to your potential and you likely will not achieve your dreams. So there's such a gift in people putting you in that position. But there's also potentially a weight and a fear there because you know you have to show up, you know you have to deliver. And there's a fear of perhaps not following through, not meeting that expectation, not delivering on what they need. So that's what I mean when I say that dependence or attachment is that perception And it's a little bit of the ego too of people needing you, right? There's that perception that we all want to be needed. We do. And then when they need us, oh my gosh, then maybe there can also be fear attached. So I love how beautifully, eloquently, and how vulnerable you were in describing that attachment. That's a real fear. And what I find interesting, if we step back out just a level, we're still talking about the fear of success. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting? So while it may seem counterintuitive to say that people have a fear of success. It's a very real thing. And what I like about what we're talking about is how we're dissecting it in very different ways. Thank you for sharing your story. What other ways does fear of success show up? Another way that it shows up is a fear of separation, a fear of being separated from the people that you're currently with, and a fear of separation from yourself. Because if you achieve the level of success that you desire, whatever that success may mean to you, you may see that person as a different person from you. And that would require change. And sometimes we fear letting go of who we've been or of who we are to become that person of the future, to become who we want to become. So there's a fear of separation from our current selves and a fear of separation from those around us. I've heard many times through coaching that fear of resentment, that fear that People will resent me if I become successful. Wow, that's interesting. And it's true. They see that some people will resent those who are successful out of jealousy, out of anger, or out of their own fear of not being good enough and feeling that that person's success demonstrates that. Right? We all have our own subconscious limiting beliefs that change our perception of the world and fearing that people will resent you for your success is a very real fear. You mentioned a really one that triggered me and I definitely had when I started my business and it creeps in every now and then, that fear of not being good enough, that fear of not being enough. And you introduced me to a couple of topics, definitely fear of not being enough, but what else does that lead to? Fear of not being enough 
resonates with, I think, the majority of people, the majority of our society. The limiting beliefs coach who taught me how to do what I do said that that is at the core for most people. If you dig in deep enough, it's the fear of not being enough. And that is so prevalent in the fear of success. It's the fear of letting people down, fear of not meeting people's expectations. And that oftentimes comes from fear of not being enough. And when you think about it rationally, right, it's you can't be everything to all people all the time. What is enough versus what can you deliver? But the fear of not being enough so often comes up within the fear of success because it's a fear of not delivering, not meeting expectations, not having it all and doing it all and being it all. That was so true. And it really came true for me when I thought about getting up in front of people and on a stage, right? Which many people think there's something wrong with me. Uh, It's not a, (laughs) I don't have that fear of getting up and talking with people. But what I did begin to fear was that I was meeting other people's expectations, the audience's expectations and what they wanted from me. And I started comparing myself to other people. And I started all of these self-conversations that were going on that limited my belief. I'm not worthy, not meeting their expectations. And when I started to piece that out, what made sense to me was when people started saying, well, you're there for the audience. Make sure you're meeting their needs. Make sure you're meeting the needs of the person who hired you. Well, how do I do that? Well, ask one. (laughs) Someone said, ask them what a novel concept. (laughs) Just ask them, what would you like? What are you expecting out of this presentation? What do you want your people to feel when they leave the room? What do you want them to know? What Mm -hmm. do you want them to think differently about? Well, I can do that. And then the left brain part of me kicked in, right? We started talking about... Oh, well, maybe I could survey them ahead of time. Maybe I could survey the audience ahead of time. Maybe I can survey them after, right? I can get data. You've talked about getting data a lot, right? The science person in you, we've talked about that. And then it started to make sense because from the data and from the questions I was asking, I could start to tell stories. And then notice how the fear now is going away, right? The fear of meeting their expectations went away. You see, the interesting thing was I had faith that I could do it. It was the fear that became less and less as time went on. So as I did it more, the fear became less. The more information I got, the less fear. The more I polled people, the less the fear became. The more I developed relationships with people who hired me and met audience members, and they told me their stories, I could get into my wheelhouse of listening and coaching and elevating them, the less the fear became. What I love about that story in illustrating is that this is on a spectrum. This is on a scale as far as how debilitating it is, right? And as you put yourself in that uncomfortable place more and more, it became less and less debilitating. That fear became less and less powerful over you. So when we talk about the fear of success, I think the important question to ask yourself is, how debilitating is this fear? Is it an afterthought or is it debilitating? Because if it's debilitating to the point where you will not believe that you can be or should be successful. You will not believe that you could ever be or do enough. What I think is so powerful about your story there, Roger, is that you establish what is enough. What do they need for me? And how can I provide that? Right, And that determined enough. But if you were at a debilitating level, which it sounds like you weren't, if you were at a debilitating level, it would have been to the extreme of it's never enough. Right. No matter what I do, no matter what I say, no matter what they say, it's never enough. It's not enough. I can't deliver to be successful. Right. That would be at a debilitating level. I will never be enough. 
I can't do this. I will never be able to do this. And to the point where I would be debilitated by the very thought of continuing on with this work of writing speeches, writing content, and being there for people. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'd have gotten out of this long ago. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it's this idea that I'm not done yet. I haven't achieved it yet. That kept me going on. And then it was interesting. I love your word, afterthought. Is it self-debilitating or an afterthought? The more and more, the fear became an afterthought. What a neat concept that is. So yeah, that's what I love about this discussion around the fear of success. And just to clarify in your story, what was the afterthought? Because if it didn't fully go away, but it came in afterthought, what was the afterthought of fear of success for you? The best way to describe it is that I gained confidence in my ability to deliver on people's expectations that I knew what I wanted to deliver and I could craft it in such a way that by working with the, the audiences and the meeting planners and the people who hired me, that I could deliver something for them. As long as I kept that thought in my head that I'm there for an audience, and that was something a mentor told me very early on when I delivered a speech for a group of peers who were evaluating me, he said, you know what? You're not there for the audience yet. And that shook me to my core because I thought I was. And the reason I wasn't there for the audience was because I wasn't there for myself. And once I realized that I had to believe in the work that I was doing and face the fear, At the point that I faced the fear, it then became an afterthought when I realized I'm strong enough and I have the ability and the confidence to do what I do. I love you saying that, Roger, and how you're concluding this, tying it all together. Because one of the questions that so often gets asked is, what do I do about this fear? You know, How do I conquer this fear? And what you just said there is one of the most powerful things that you can do is to face it, to face the fear. Because when you face the fear, you don't eliminate it necessarily. You don't completely eliminate it, but you force it to lose its power. And that is when it becomes an afterthought. doesn't mean it completely disappears. You may still have that fear of, will I meet their expectations? But it's an afterthought because you faced it and you've already addressed that question of, if I don't meet their expectations, this is what I do. And this is what I know I will still provide because I'm thinking about the audience and I know I'll provide for them, even if there's some expectation out there that I don't meet. So you turn it into an afterthought by facing your fear. I think that's so powerful. You are so right. I think that my takeaway that I would recommend for people would be this. If you think you have a fear of success, I encourage you to dig a little deeper and consider one of the ones that we talked about today. Is it a fear of being worthy? Is it a fear of embarrassment? Is it a fear of resentment? What is it you fear? And figure out for yourself how you want to face that fear and get over it. Not get over it, but address it. Do you need a coach? Do you need to read more? Do you need to watch more of some videos on it? What is it you're going to do for yourself that's going to help you face your fear of success? I could not say it any better, Roger. We're going to conclude with that. Until next time, this is Ariel and Roger, helping you to master your personality, perspective, and productivity. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about the podcast, events, workshops, or coaching, visit harnessyourhindrance.com slash mp3. And don't forget to subscribe for the podcast mailing list on our website. I have three asks. I ask that you listen to at least three episodes of this podcast before giving a rating, but then please do. I ask that you share this with three people who may benefit from the conversation you heard today. And I ask that you capture your three takeaways from this content. You may always text message mp3 to 888 523-2494 
to stay informed when new episodes come out. Again, thank you for listening. 